say yeah, something stupid. That becomes that becomes good. You're short. welcome to say stupid things with us. Oh, sure. <laughs> say, say as many it's, stupid things as you like. We're just expected to say stupid things. It'll be a so. whole interview of stupid things from me. <laughs> <laughs> Perfection. Hello, everybody. I'm Cami Chaos. And I am Rick Teresi. And we are mildly, mildly interesting. Mildly interesting mi- people. Mildly interesting people, <laughs> which is why we always bring somebody far more interesting than us to the show to chat with. So they're more entertaining than we will ever be. This week, one of our guests, I've probably known Pat for five, six years, maybe now. Um, it kind of ran into him originally because we were both in the, in the startup community and people were like, Hey, there's this guy he has been through tech stars. He started this company and, uh, and was just, uh, in, in co-working spaces together, like originally. And that's where we'd run into one another. And then uh, Pat was kind enough to to mentor for Pi and a few other things. And so I'm really excited to have him on the show. Not because, it, not because we necessarily want to talk startup stuff, but more about his, his more recent passion around podcasting and that sort of thing. And... Um, Meta time. It's a podcast yeah. about... It's a podcast about... A podcast that's about a podcast. That's about a podcast. Yes. So it's 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 layers. It's uh, Inception. So the show will actually last <laughs> two, two days. Yeah, somewhere <laughs> down deep in the Inception. So uh, without further ado, Pat Chung, welcome to the show. It's good to have you here. Awesome. Thanks for having me. So honored. And I'm not yeah. interesting at all, um, but. <laughs> Thanks for having me anyway. Don't tell the listeners. They won't realize it. Yeah, we'll edit but it you, out. You do have a fantastic <laughs> podcast voice. I can't believe you I can't believe you haven't been podcasting for like years and years because uh, yeah. You you have the dulcet tones of a of a podcaster <laughs> to be sure. a night radio host. Like I yeah. can picture you like on WKRP in Cincinnati. Is this true? I feel like yeah, no one likes their yes. voice and I'm included. No, you have, you have an amazing voice. For, yeah, yeah, you have an amazing podcasting radio voice. It's, wow. Yeah. It's like you deep have, and rich, and you enunciate clearly. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's like the quiet storm. It's funny you say that because I experienced the exact opposite. I feel like ever since I started podcasting, I realized I don't even speak English properly, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we, we never did. And, no. and I think I think the other important thing that we need to start out with, so folks understand, is it's Pat's fault that you're having to listen to us do this thing now, like directly, it's not to true. throw you under the bus or anything. If you would like to blame anyone for the existence of mildly interesting people, Rick and I have thought of many, many strange ideas over the years and not followed through on any of them. But this one, this one we're actually doing because we wouldn't have launched this podcast when we did. Like, maybe we would have done it in six years because yeah. we've been talking about it for No now. way, really? Yeah. We've been talking about doing this for at least a year. And we, when yeah. we saw it, that you were doing the meetup, we were like, all right, let's just, that's an excuse. Let's do it. It's that's a cool. sign from the universe. So. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. I'm glad you're doing it. It's cool. I, I dig Thank it. I'm, I'm learning a little bit more about both your personalities. Those are our personalities. <laughs> Those are our online, online personality, our online personas. And then you know, Rick got all competitive. He's like, "I'm going to be the best student ever." 
and he got need to be the star (laughs) on weeks that he couldn't make it he was like make sure you show up and do a good job that's funny pay attention impress the teacher um which i think you won by the way um i think yeah both of you won excellent (laughs) i'm sorry classmates you are all wonderful this is like uh it must be episode seven or something that's amazing yeah a lot of it's just like but 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 the guests are amazing and are actually uh, have been uh, really. I, I expected them to be great, but they've been been better than even I expected, and so we've been really excited to do it. and And we were excited to get you on, Pat. I, we do want to touch on the event, and and we we want to to talk about your latest startup. But I think we've already kind of touched on something that I really wanted to dig in with, to with you. And you and I have had conversations about before, mm. and that's you. You seem to have a real passion for just educating people and sharing knowledge. Like I've seen you do it as a mentor. You know, you've written books on podcasting you have a podcast on helping people podcast you did the event you know you did the class like where where does that passion for you come from where does that inspiration come from Mm, interesting uh at one point in life i wanted to be a teacher and i never chose that career path um so a lot of people don't know i studied english literature in college there's not a lot of career paths for English literature majors. So one of the common right. ones is, you know, teaching high school English, uh, which that's something I wanted to do because uh, my high school English teacher was probably one of the more formidable people in in uh, my childhood, I guess. Um, Can you give that English teacher a shout out on this show? Yeah, Mr. Hole. His name Mr. is Mr. Hole. We yeah, will track him down un- on the internet and tell him that you changed. <laughs> changed. I wonder if he's still around. But a uh, very unconventional teacher. Um, he just, you know, he's, yeah, he broke the rules. He actually yep. had a rule that said, uh, if you don't want to be here, you don't have to be here. You could just leave and I'll just mark you present. Nice. And uh, not a lot of people took him up on it. And people wanted to be in his class. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I think just kind of fell in love with teaching. Um, I don't get a lot of opportunities to do it. So when I do, it's kind of like an opportunity to scratch that itch. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think maybe the other thing, it's like, I've always heard like one of the best ways to learn is to teach. I found that to be yep. very true. Yes. Where, um, and definitely true for podcasting. So I always try to teach like very early on, you know, when I pick up a new hobby, it's like kind of like my little life hacks of like, oh, let me yeah. teach it. Cause then that'll let me, you know, have some kind of um, self-proclaimed mastery over it. <laughs> I can really relate to that. I have, I have done this. Like I will find a new subject of interest and I will learn everything I can about it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to tell everybody. Mm-hmm. And then in the process of sharing that newfound information with people, I fall in love with it all over again. Or I hate it. And, and, walk away. <laughs> and you um, At least do it quick. Either yeah. way. <laughs> <laughs> I figured out one way or the other. Uh, how did you feel about your podcasting class? Because it was an introduction to podcasting. And you had people with all like all levels of knowledge and interest and engagement. And then, I mean, honestly, we forgot the last class was happening because we counted the first class, which wasn't really a class. So we don't know how it all ended. And we got so. too excited about about <laughs> just building content. So, like, I think we got overwhelmed. We're like, let's go record something. Yeah, this is amazing. We don't need this anymore. Yeah, I think we recorded our it. first episode before the last class 
because yeah. we yeah. were just so excited. So. Yeah, then, you, yeah, yeah, both of you were way ahead, so which is awesome. That's why you, you, you if there if it was a competition, you all won for sure. <laughs> not competitive. We're not competitive. Not competitive. Because we needed we needed the report card to reflect the GPA. Could you give us a report card so that we can put it on the refrigerator? <laughs> yeah, I think I could write one up. I have some scratch paper. I would around be here. interested in that. I'd be interested in that. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. How did the class go? Um, I think the class is funny. Actually, I, I think it's a good thing to talk about because. It's one of these things where, like a lot of things in life, I just kind of jump into without thinking it through completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think literally that class came from because I, I co organized a pretty big podcast meetup in town. Uh, on paper, it has over 990 people, but mm-hmm. um, I've kind of uh, helped. Uh, come in uh, about six months ago as a co organizer, and I just tried to reboot it ever since. And I'll tell you the truth. No one, like very few percentage of the members showed up to any of the hmm. events. So I yeah. uh, thought about it. I'm like, why aren't they showing up? Is it because people are still scared of in-person events? Maybe. And, uh, and the other theory is maybe just people are beginners and they're intimidated. So um, mm-hmm. of which one of the uh, students, uh, her name is Lou. She came to uh, the class and she was like, oh, um, yeah, I'm of the camp that I'm just learning. Uh, I'm just learning how to podcast. That's why I joined mm-hmm. the group. And that made me think, oh, you know, maybe there's a lot of members in this meetup group that is just learning and they just feel intimidated to come to the normal meetings. So, yeah, that's kind of why I did it. And I didn't know it would be that time consuming. And I didn't know it would be five weeks. <laughs> so uh, during the meetup, it was kind of funny because you know, I told Lou, I was like, yeah, I'll teach you how to podcast. It, it should be pretty pretty easy. Like, it's just a couple of things. And the more I thought about it, I'm like, oh, I don't think I could just do like a one week session on how to podcast and, <laughs> you know, expect people to, you know, uh, be proficient at it. So I thought, you know, I think it, it'll take at least four or five weeks. So then already the project snowballing and. Um, <laughs> scope creep. Scope creep. Yeah, oh, scope creep. Exactly. I can't believe we said that yeah. at the same time. That's yeah. Alarming. I'm trying not to alarming. use tech words, by the way. Um, Thank you. And we're um, not so kind. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, I'm pretty impressed. I can't believe that actually, I feel like five of the people, uh, you know, launched their episode, which was the goal of the class. And that's awesome. And yeah, still, after even being in this industry for a little while now, I'm. It's still sort of amazing to me, like the um, the creative process of just creating yeah. something. Mm-hmm. And we live in a day and age where we could just um, distribute it, you know, theoretically to the world. Which, I mean, I'm still amazed by it. What was your takeaway? What did you learn aside from you can't do it in one week? Like, what was your biggest aha learning moment from the podcast <laughs> class? So many. I think human nature is kind of an interesting thing I learned too. Work. I've heard Rick talk about this on other people's podcast of um, the Portland culture is kind of interesting too. Um, mm-hmm. uh, of just being like now, I feel like I, I'm sort of self-labeled. You notice by I self-label myself a lot <laughs> in the things I do, <laughs> and I think the most recent thing I'm, I'm a self-labeled uh, events or community leader now, and yep. um, building communities. Probably anywhere is tough, but I feel like Portland does present its own challenges. Especially if it's in person, because Portland people, I love you. I am you. We're flakes. <laughs> yeah. um, Wait, how and, long and, have you two lived who, here? Since 95. Yeah. 
95. We both moved here we, separately in 95. 95. Yeah, not okay. together. Yeah, not, not together. Not together. Okay, yeah. so. Yeah, but since the mid-90s. And they yeah. have, like, where does this flakiness come from? Because I noticed it. I've only been here for about six years. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yes, noti- noticed it right away. Yep. I will. I will tell you from an event perspective, like everything, I'm a Libra, so there are two sides to to everything much, I ever talk about. Much kinder take on why people don't show up. So, so <laughs> here's my here's my hypothesis on the Portland culture around events. RSVP does not mean the same thing in Portland. It does in other places. In other locations, RSVP means I am going to show up to this event. And in Portland, RSVP means I really like what you're doing and you should keep doing that, but I'm probably not going to show up to your event. So it's I'm like, a, the, it's like a, emotionally. <laughs> <laughs> so we almost need like a third option, which is just like a, a kudo button that says really like your event. <laughs> the like I'm button. not, I'm not good. Yeah. I'm not going to show up. So like, I think that's the biggest problem is that people want to, support one another mm-hmm. in the stuff they're doing but from the organizer side it becomes super challenging because your data is not real it's it's influenced by portland nice kind yeah of stuff. exactly now you hit the nail on the head i think yeah it's challenging very challenging but um still fun to be part of this community this culture yeah yeah. So talk, uh, speaking of uh, events and, and gatherings, talk to us a little bit about the the PodConf that you're putting together. Yeah. So podcast conference is something I've been thinking about a lot ever since kind of diving into this whole industry of podcasting. And um, yeah, I think I've over in 2022, I think I counted, I went to across the country, I went to I think five podcast related conferences. Mm-hmm. So kind of OD'd a little bit on conferences, especially <laughs> yeah. podcast conferences. And of course, you know, you know, when you go to that many, you, you kind of formulate your own ideas of, oh, how would I do it? You know, how would we do right. it if, you know, we did one at home? So, um, just so. a little notebook where you like, make snarky comments about the events that you're at. I think those are great. I don't want to say anything bad about them, no, but no, they suck. Any event that you put on is going to, is, is an event that got put on, right? Like you did it, you worked hard to do it. And I mm-hmm. have so much respect and admiration for that. But as a long time event organizer, I will go to events and just be like, note to self. <laughs> don't do that. Note yeah. to self, do do that. Yeah. Steal that idea. Like now that I'm kind of going through this journey, all props to all event planners, like even the ones that I went to. This is such hard work. I don't know why anyone would want to do this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So our event, you know, I always tell people it's a labor of love. We're not doing this for profit or anything. It's just because I love, uh, I love Portland. Uh, I love, Mm -hmm. um, even though I feel like I'm still new here. I love podcasting. I still, I still feel like I'm new here. So (laughs) don't, don't feel bad about it. How many years can you just, um, (laughs) how many years have to be here until you just say I'm, I thought I, yeah, I thought over 25 and I'd kind of get there, but no, it's still, I'm not quite there. I'm not quite a local. I thought I was only like a year or two away. (laughs) I feel much more at home in Portland than I have in any city I've ever lived in. Mm. Um, And I just have, I settled in and I feel like I'm at home. Rick and I both moved a lot as children. Mm. Um, and so, like, when I found Portland, I was like, that's it. I'm here. That's you have home. to accept mm-hmm. me now. Yeah, for sure. I feel like that. This is my home. That's why I tell people. Yeah. But, yep. 
Um, yeah, so just wanted to support um, uh, both podcasters and, and sort of kind of ho- hoping that this becomes a little bit of a hub for podcasters in the Pacific Northwest. Because basically, you know, when I went to all these other podcast conferences, kind of being in the industry now, um, yeah, there's a, a pretty big gap in this area, um, in this hmm. region of the of the U.S., that there's not a lot of podcast, um, I guess, activity or conferences mm-hmm. happening around mm-hmm. where there's a lot for some reason in um, Nashville, L.A., Florida, uh, th- those states for some reason uh, get a lot of attention. Do you think that's more that entertainment is part of the the popular culture of those locations or or do you see any other indicators of why it might be more prevalent in other communities because i can remember in the like 2005 or 2006 like we did have a pretty prevalent and robust kind of podcast community that seems like it was a little early to the to the format um, you know, it wasn't Adam Curry, but it was, it was still pretty early mm-hmm. to the format. And, and to hear that that is kind of dissipated is, is interesting. I hadn't realized it had kind of trailed off. Yeah, I think it makes sense. I mean, LA makes sense. There's a lot of the big podcast networks mm-hmm. out there. Uh, Nashville makes sense because of music, but Florida yep. doesn't, doesn't make sense other than there was a, just a very passionate local community there. That's how I kind of started. And this guy, uh, who started podcast uh, Podfest? His name is Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he just kind of piggyback off that local group. I think that's how it started, and now it's held. You know, Podfest is held in Florida every year, and yep. um, and yeah, I think there there should be more of these. I think that's where the industry is trending. There's a lot more of these smaller ones popping up. Uh, the ones that I listed are like thousands of podcasters uh, that descend upon that, uh, city, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot, lot more smaller local ones. Uh, I'm actually surprised yeah. there's not a big one in uh, New York. That's a, another big media. Mm. New York is a large city to organize an event and though costs, oh, like that could be the costs for organizing in, in New York proper are, um, sorry, I'm going to my event organization. They are cost <laughs> and also no, accessibility is an issue in a lot of the spaces that are mm. more affordable. So. Yeah. yeah, they don't have to hold it at the UN, <laughs> Jimmy. Like, not everybody has to hold events at the United Nations building. That that makes it challenging as well. He's which is where, with me, but that's it. No, it was WordCamp New York, right? Oh, I always yeah. forget. That, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was at the United Nations building. The little, at the, oh, really? Uh, translation. Ear, translator ear yeah. things over. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, but tell us about PodCon. When is it? Where is it? What could we expect? What is it? What is it? Who, what, when, why, Who is it? Why is it? Who? Yeah. So PodConf, it happens on a Saturday. It's a one-day event, at least this first one. So it's the first annual of this event. Hope to have many more. Um, And it's on April 29th on a Saturday. Okay. And what is it? It's just, I think the best way to say uh, describe it, it's just a one-day celebration of podcasters and podcasting. Mm -hmm. So I kind of say that because a lot of the other podcasts, uh, conferences or events, if you will, um, they're very sponsor driven. Um, They're Mm. kind of getting more commercialized. Like you go to the one in LA and it's all like, you know, it's, it's uh, funded by the ad dollars. So Mm -hmm. us, we're just, uh, we're kind of taking a page from WDS. I don't know if you guys are fans. Um, Of course. 
yeah, where we're just kind of being a little bit more attendee led, um, a little bit more grassroots and uh, yeah, keeping a little bit more indie. Nice. And, and for people who aren't familiar with WDS, it's uh, an event here in Portland that was its World Domination Summit, which was organized by Chris Gillibo. And sounds uh, maniacal, but it is not. It's not. It's not as yeah. It's not as Doctor Evil as it sounds, yeah. and uh, and and was a really a marquee event for the community for many years, yeah. and brought. Um, Brought a, a much like XOXO brought a lot of really interesting creative people to the community to not only attend the event but really experience the city and and the community. Yeah, and we're kind of like taking a page from their book, where like like you said, the it's such a misnomer, World Domination Summit, because it just sounds so. <laughs> I don't even know the word, but it sounds um, like a super villain conference. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, this last year, I had the opportunity. It was their last year. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. And I had the opportunity to, to be a volunteer for it uh, because oh, nice. I totally didn't know what was happening and. Uh, it came across my radar that um, it was the last year and I'm like, oh, no, am I really going to miss it? So and all the tickets were already sold out. So I asked to be a volunteer and they yeah, accepted me. And one thing I learned from them um, is just the, you know, they, they had a core value. And I'm going to butcher it right now because I think I only remember two. It's like adventure, service and community, I want to say. Mm -hmm. And when you go around uh, to all the attendees of the event, they all knew it like yep. do you so, have core values for Polcom? yes exactly so that's the like thing that them. we stole uh from them oh. which is um inspiration participation and connection because i think going to all these conferences i'm like oh it just literally after a while it just feels like like when you just you know, stepped into and paid a lot of money to step in, into a commercial. <laughs> You're just being sold to left and right. 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 Uh, which is weird because I'm one of the vendors too. And, you know, even when I'm on stage, you know, I took the stage a couple of times at one of these things. I'm like, oh, I feel bad. You know, a lot of people paid a lot of money to be here and they're just being sold to the left and right. Yeah. And that is something that I loved about WDS. It's like they didn't have sponsors, which is kind of amazing right. if you think about, you know, a, an event at that scale, uh, you know, I don't even know how they're funded. I mean, the tickets were pretty expensive, I suppose, but mm -hmm. um, it, it gave a different feeling to it, a different vibe when the sponsor didn't have such a big seat at the table. So anyway, we're, so we're stealing some of these ideas where, you know, sponsors, we do have sponsors, but they don't, you know, they don't get to take the main stage. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, we're driven by, you know, the programming is driven through the lens of these three core values of, you know, can we inspire people? Because a lot of uh, a lot of podcasters do what's called po called pod fade, which, you know, they do a couple episodes and they get tired of it. So we want to, you know, keep podcasters inspired. Um, we know it's like a pretty lonely journey, so we want to uh, help them connect. And uh, a lot of times when I was going to these podcast conferences, like the most interesting people weren't on stage. It was the other podcasters that I met, uh, people with you know, literally met people who never took the stage and, uh, you know, they were doing a million downloads uh, per month, which is huge. Wow. Those are huge yeah. numbers. Um, yeah. And it's just yep. the person sitting next to you. So we thought, you know, let's get them to participate because some of these people, um, you know, they'd be great leaders. You know, I'd want to hear from, uh, hear and learn from them. <laughs> yeah, that, that pod fade is so 
familiar to me, not necessarily from, cause we, I've dabbled in podcasting off and on and I've just never really found that one that I've been like so passionate about to kind of continue or like the format starts to get old or whatever. And I think that's mm -hmm. kind of what we're exploring here is a way to keep the format fresh and, and, and provide, you know, plenty of potential content for us, but, uh, both Cammy and I started as bloggers and like 99% of the blogs go through the, somebody posts like five blog posts the first day. And then <laughs> they post one a week later. And then suddenly like three months later, they're like, I'm sorry, I haven't posted here as often as I would have liked to like that. <laughs> that's the life cycle of 99% of the <laughs> yeah. blogs in the world. So, uh, so pod fade makes an awful lot of sense for yeah. sure. Cause it's hard. It, people don't realize to, to some of your earlier comments about even managing events or those kind of things. Like it is deceptively difficult. Yeah. Um, and I think it's easier these days. I, I mean, I think there's technology that, that makes it easier to produce quality content. But I also think just coming up with staying inspired and staying engaged to create that content and consistently create that content can be a real challenge for folks. Yeah. But I mean, like you said, you, you both have been bloggers for a long time. Uh, I mean, it's amazing. You guys have the muscle memory to, uh, and the discipline to do it. Cause I can't, I mean, are a lot of people blogging today? <laughs> and Not you're really. still doing it. No. People, I mean, it's just people a... are blogging. It's just, I think more people are blogging now, but not as consistently. When oh, Rick and I were, were blogging, like in the early days of blogging, when we didn't have electricity and we didn't. <laughs> um, we, had to, we had to walk uphill in snow both ways. Both ways. No you had to, to blog. You yeah. had to churn your own, turn your own yeah. blog. We had to turn our own <laughs> exactly. blog. Yeah. Uh, but I think that there were less people doing it and they were just doing it with a lot of consistency. Uh, mm -hmm. And as more people realized, hey, I can do that. It started to feel, I don't know, maybe less special. There are so many blogs. Mm -hmm. And as Rick pointed out, uh, so much, so little content on so many of them. Right. Well, and, and it was, it was actually the, the pandemic kind of reminded me of the early days of blogging. There was yeah, in the early days of blogging, you were just writing because you wanted to, because yeah. you, you mm -hmm. felt like you had something to say mm -hmm. and it wasn't a business. It was just a creative exploration. And then suddenly where you're like, oh, if I'm not building, you know, a, a hundred million dollar business by blogging, what am I really doing? And I felt yeah. like when it comes to podcasting and those kind of things, that was the great equalizer of the pandemic was that, and I mean this in the most positive way, like the, the hurdle of production value immediately dropped and like no one had the, the gear to produce quality content. You had like major news networks that, you know, had the <laughs> oh, yeah. reporters in their bedroom and their kids are busting in while they're trying to report a story. Like, like I, I felt like I, I was hopeful that that would kind of level set and bring people back, but I didn't really see that. And, and to kind of hear you describe things, Pat, it doesn't seem like that there was a great resurgence. It just seems like there was a, I'm going to try this for a little while, but this isn't, this isn't my thing. Is that true? Or am I, am I miss like mislabeling that? I mean, I think 
Yeah, a lot of, yeah, during the pandemic, a lot of people got into podcasting. I think probably went up by 30%, I want to say. Maybe even mm-hmm. more if you take the whole like pandemic. Episodes of podcasts or podcast, like original uh, The podcasts. number of shows. I think, uh, shows. I think there was a stat that went from like, I want to say it landed probably close to 3 million. But these are all just kind of vanity metrics because, um, you know, you know, if any, any of your listeners are still, uh, you know, thinking about it, it's still so early in the game, even though there's these yeah. really huge numbers. Because when you look at closer at the data, where there's actually very few number of active podcasts. I think like the total number of podcasts is about, I want to say probably like three or four million, probably. Mm. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and if depending on how you define active, it's probably closer to under two hundred thousand. Wow! Just like that's wow, you know, just a small fraction of it. Yeah. So yeah, still a lot of room, and and I get it. Yeah, just like blogging, it's like yeah, maybe it does lo- lose its luster when a lot of people get into it. But I think there's still a lot of room, a lot of room to get into it. So knowing that it can be isolating and that people suffer from pod fade. Uh, what inspired you to launch a company based on podcasting? And will you talk to us about it? Sure, for sure. The company you're referring to is called Pod Inbox, uh, which, um, yeah, and if started you're here about... on YouTube, you can see the lovely little logo above Pat's head. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, oh I didn't know. Is this on YouTube? <laughs> Yes, yeah, it's, it's, also, a video. Yeah, it's yeah. also a video cast. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, I have a, yeah, if, if you're not on video, I have a little um, sign that says pot inbox uh, pot above in my box. head, a little neon sign. Um, yeah, started that a little, little less than two years ago. Um, really just from kind of a thought experiment, too. I was just thinking, uh, what's my next move? I just uh, mm-hmm. exited another startup that uh, I've been working on for about six years. And uh, and I just really asked myself, what do I really enjoy? What industry? Um, and podcasting made it to the short list. I've just been a podcast fan, not a podcaster, mm-hmm. but a podcast fan for years. Um, I mean, yeah, just so many years. And it's just a, a kind of at, it added so much value in my life that I thought, you know what? I want to, you know, this, these are the people I want to spend time with. Like if I'm going to sell to any group, it'll probably be more enjoyable doing it with a, in an industry I love and a group of people that I love. So that's how it started. And, um, and we just started tackling uh, sort of the simplest of problems. I just kind of looked around the industry and thought, what problem isn't solved yet? And, um, and I think, you know, it really came from uh, my perspective as a fan not as a creator because now you know thinking back if if i had been a creator i i might have you know chose maybe a couple of the other uh problems to tackle because <laughs> mm-hmm. now now i know more as a podcaster <laughs> that oh there's other problems but well, as a so fan plenty of, pro- plen- plenty of problems yes. plenty of problems yeah. yeah what was the first problem you sought to solve the first problem is I wanted to engage with the podcasters. And I huh. noticed there's a lot of podcasters that wanted to engage with their fans. And one form of engagement is um, audio messages. Because what, what a lot of podcasters do, part of their playbook is uh, they do maybe Q&A episodes or they mm-hmm. just want to hear back from uh, their fans and they want to mm-hmm. play their audio clip. So it kind of sounds like a live call-in, but because podcasting is very asynchronous, Mm-hmm. Um, they just want to kind of give that same vibe of like, 
you know, featuring their fan or giving them a shout out by incorporating their audio clip into their show. So now, you know, I kind of teach it as a pretty good growth tactic because a lot of people don't know, like um, podcasts, you know, you know, one of the two biggest way they, uh, one of the two, uh, I guess, fastest way they grow is through word of mouth. Um, so word of mouth is, you know, uh, you know, you can't just press the word of mouth button, unfortunately, (laughs) you know, so I always say you have to do it through some fan service, you know, when, when Mm -hmm. you give fan service, they, they tend to get super excited, they get hyped, they get amped and then they, you know, share it with their friends. Right. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of what we teach a lot. And, um, yeah, so I just kind of started out as a simple idea of like, well, um, I was, I think I was listening to a podcast that I really liked. And I think the host said, Hey, we really want to feature your question. So record your question on, you know, your favorite device, uh, download the file and then email it to us. And then <laughs> I thought, there's got to be wow. a better way. <laughs> yeah. might, there there's a little, a little way friction. Yeah. A little friction in <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. It's funny. I'm, I'm pretty techie and I'm like, well, I don't, I don't even know how to do that. <laughs> I record, yeah. you know, an audio file and email it. And I thought, you know, there's probably a better way. <laughs> yeah, that's how Pod Inbox was born. And now, now we do a lot more than that. And I was an early test user of yes. Pod Inbox. So I do have a Pod Inbox and I will link it up in the, it's my personal one, but I will allow Kim well, can to we please, to Thank you. I was like, can we please can share we, it? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Selfish. So, if we get, we will, we will hit, we will hit folks up for some, some pod in inbox audio. So I'm an introvert, like the phone frightens me, but I understand that there are people who do like to respond with like voice to things. So I would love to give them the opportunity. Yeah. Uh, Pat, I've always been curious because I knew, you know, we've talked about it before and I knew you were a huge podcast consumer before you became like part of the industry and, and the creator world. I'm just curious, like what, and you don't have to pick any favorites, but like, are there a few podcasts where you're like, this one was really well done and inspirational, or I really enjoyed this host, or this isn't even a well-followed podcast. I just love it. You should go listen to it. Do you have any suggestions for folks? I mean, beyond mildly interesting people. (laughs) Yeah, this one for sure is uh, (laughs) on the top of my list. Um, But right at second place, I I mean, I'll give a shout out to someone we tried to get as a keynote speaker um, Mm -hmm. at PodConf because we have one speaker. Um, He's a friend, but he doesn't live in the Pacific Northwest. and And we only have two more spots left. And we really wanted to... Um, feature people from the Pacific Northwest because it's kind of a, you know, regional type of uh, conference. And I found um, this podcast called Your Last Meal. I don't know if you've heard of it. Hmm. Uh, no, it sounds like it's about food, so I'm taking it. Yes, it's about food, which uh, that's another one of my favorite subjects too. And uh, it's by a podcaster named Rachel Bell. And I just fell in love with this podcast and I'm trying still to get her here, even though she said she's, she, I missed her by a couple of days. Uh, she already uh, promised to speak somewhere else, literally by a couple of days. So I'm kicking myself. But the premise of the podcast is she kind of um, interviews celebrity types um, mm-hmm. about what their last meal is. And we've all mm-hmm. kind of had this conversation. What would be your last meal? So it's kind of a fun topic. Interesting. And uh, she takes it to the next level though. She'll, um, 
I don't, I don't know how she does all this within, I think she releases episodes every two weeks. So she'll get a celebrity. So I think I listened to um, uh, her interview with Cheech of Cheech and Bob, <laughs> which is awesome. Um, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good Sorry, episode. I, okay. You've, um, just, you've discovered my soft spot. <laughs> nice. And uh, Jewel, I thought that was a good one. Um, oh, nice. Jack Johnson. So, you know, mm -hmm. they're all over the board. William Shatner was a weird one, if you want to listen to a weird one. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> was and, it Tribbles? Was Tribbles his last meal? <laughs> yeah. I can't even remember. I feel like he was so unprepared for that podcast, which is what made it weird. I think he, he, he literally took that podcast interview on his phone. And he's like, is this okay? Oh, and you no. can kind of hear Rachel Bell's like, no, this is totally not okay. But for <laughs> but, this, I'm going to be But you're Shatner. So we'll let you go. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, and she, what she does is she'll take whatever that person said and then get a food expert as part of that show too. Oh. And kind of unpack what that, you know, like little known things about that food. Oh. Um, so it almost becomes like um, stuff you should know, plus like this entertaining celebrity interview, too. I want to yeah. know what for you defines a, a podcast. What for me? Oh. oh, wow. This is a deep podcast industry question, actually. I, hotly <laughs> debated right now. It's kind of a hot it subject. Is. <laughs> I'm I don't even I'm do still... my research. I just <laughs> I'm still old school. So for those who don't know, podcast is um you know derived from uh, an audio sort of distributed through an rss feed so just mm -hmm. like text rss i don't even know if pe do people nowadays still know what an rss feed is <laughs> probably not. like it's like more yeah, in the blogging days and um you know an rss feed is just like where there's a content all over the web and you subscribe to it and then you can consume it all in one app on your device mm -hmm. and that's called in, in the world of podcasting, that's called a pod podcatcher or a pod podcast player. And in the world of RSS, you know, the, there used to be some pretty popular ones um, that you could yep. just read all your blogs from one device. That was sort of the promise. So I'm pretty old school. I still think any podcast that has an RSS feed is a podcast. But now in yep. the world of YouTube, you know, YouTube is kind of, um, you know, slowly making its impact on the world of podcasting where a lot of podcasts show up um, in YouTube and mm -hmm. uh, causing quite a bit of uh, confusion a little bit of, of, like you said, the term podcast, because YouTube, yep. you upload that uh, file, that media file into your uh, YouTube account, and that's how people consume it. Um, so we'll see. We'll see where YouTube goes with it. I think I actually just saw a news item today that says YouTube is still respecting RSS and they're going to ingest it, I think. Oh, hmm. that's nice. So I think maybe they're still, you know, respecting the boundaries and not trying to create a walled garden like all these other major podcast players are doing. Yeah. Yeah, well, and going the other way, Spotify now serves video as well as mm -hmm. audio. So, like, they're they're all getting muddled and... yeah. Um, I just find it interesting. War of yeah, it's the well, but no. they, I just find it interesting that there was that 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 surge of activity that was trying to rename the format, you know, in the early days. Because like, well, this is named after Apple iPod, and we need to figure out how to how to change it. And and somehow that 
that never changed, but we also not yet never figured out uh, like an agreed upon term for the video format of this yeah. way of communicating. Is it a vidcast? Is it yeah. a video cast? Is it blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Know. The podcast war is definitely interesting. It it kind of came to a head, I think, I want to say probably 2021 or 2022, where there's mm-hmm. so much money going into it. And I think it's because all the major platforms are thinking, oh, if we do it faster than anyone else, we could create a walled garden. Um, yep. But luckily, I think because it's already, it's like fundamentally so dispersed that I think they're all losing. Like, uh, you know, it's good that they all fought for it because... You know, you know, Spotify b- bought a bunch of big shows. Amazon bought a bunch of big s- shows, and Apple bought yep. a bunch of big shows, and it kind of evened out. I think, <laughs> like, yep. that no one won, and right. they're all but kind that, of licking their wounds a little bit. Yeah, the fight for dominance and the fight for like to improve the technology is really what makes us excel. I'm not saying that people should behave that way, but the conflict is what makes people grow. Yeah, to a certain yeah, extent, yeah. unless they get a monopoly and then we're all just screwed. Yeah. And Kami, I know oh, you're like, a big open source person. So, yeah. yeah, I think that's what's the beauty of RSS. It's like, it's just fundamentally it's open source. I hope it doesn't change because mm-hmm. I like the public nature of it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of what I'm fighting for. Nice. Cool. That's awesome. Uh, we're get, we're getting close to mm-hmm. time, Kami. Is it? Is it time for some mildly interesting questions? It's time for some mildly interesting <laughs> questions for a okay. very interesting guest. Pat, don't don't think too much about these. Don't don't worry <laughs> about them. There's no wrong or right answer. Just answer them as huh. quickly as you reasonably can. Quick, okay. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. So here we go. What is your favorite fun but least useful hobby? Fun? Oh God. Watchmaking. Ooh, oh my gosh, oh, I'm going to have so many I questions don't... about this later. Spike has questions. Spike has <laughs> questions. They can't slept through the whole show until this. I'm like, your baby right. sounds funny. I like, uh... <laughs> Our baby is very furry. That... Come on up, Spike. Um, would you like to survive the zombie apocalypse? Oh, for sure. And I think I would. Yeah. Huh. I have even more. You're the first guest to uh, want to survive the zombie apocalypse. Are you serious? So. Wow. Yeah, no, I've, got, would... I've got whole zombie apocalypse plans. So, I mean, yeah. what's up? Uh, last food that you photographed? Last food? Oh, I just, you know, went to one of the old Portland favorites. I just went to Ox. Oh. oh. And yep. they have this great uh, clam chowder with a huge bone marrow in it. And here's mm-hmm. a hack I'll give. I don't know how many Portland uh, people are listening. But if you go to Ox and you split the clam chowder, that's the hack. Because they give you... Two pieces of bone marrow in each oh. bowl oh. for only two dollars more, which is pretty Twice good. Twice as much bone marrow, fantastic! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, what is the best season? Of- best season, like in terms of weather, like spring, summer, winter, fall. Yeah, uh, that's hard. I think uh, I'm a big Christmas guy, so winter, winter, okay. Um, yeah. and magnets or stickers? Oh, easy magnets. They're, they're magical. Oh my gosh! Okay. Oh, hmm. All right. <laughs> Stickers is just glue. Interesting. <laughs> Magic is like it, it's some a, sorcery. Tech people like generally shied away from magnets because we all got really? like scared it was going to erase our hard drive or something <laughs> if it got too close to it. So yeah, that's great. Those are great answers. That's that's been, this is 
This is the best part of the show. Sorry we made you talk. Sorry we made you talk for like 45 minutes before we got to this part. Got to the meat. But I know. Yeah, exactly. Saying? We're just going to we're just going to edit this all down to a to a 30 second <laughs> response thing. Yeah, this guy was interesting for the, the last now. 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> but it but it's the, it's on the hosts. Like you, you like it, we didn't draw out super interesting stuff until I think we did. Interesting. Yeah, all right. <laughs> all right. I, I actually, I thought we did until he said watchmaking, and now I'm like, that was the episode. And this is why I ask these questions, because the next time we have you on the show, it's going to be about watchmaking. Right. See, this is always what happens. Like we get to this point and we're like, oh, well, we've got to have you back on the show to talk about that because that was not revealed in our research. And <laughs> right. now we have a forum and everything. Mm. And he, at no point did Pat disclose that he enjoys making watches. So <laughs> maybe I don't really, though. So don't <laughs> you'll have to wait. It's <laughs> a cliffhanger. Right. Teaser. Yeah. yeah. All right, Rick, do you want to wrap us up? Say yeah, something wonderful. Of course. Yeah, I will. I will try. Um, Pat, uh, always a pleasure. Really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, let me reinforce that Pat is fully into this heart and all great member of the community. And if you have a chance to attend PodConf and, and thank Pat for the work he's doing, I would really encourage you to do that. It's just, uh, I'm it, as a community organizer, finding others who are just actually as, doing something actually doing, doing it something instead of talking about it and and passionate about it it's just always an absolute pleasure so pat thank you for mm. all the work you thank do. you wow and, those are kind um, words and uh really looking forward to to podcomp um this has been another episode of mildly interesting people with mm -hmm. Kimmy Chaos and Rick Terosi and our guest, Pat Chung. Now we encourage you to try and find something more interesting to do. And we will chat with you again next time. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.